0: ...of unforeseen consequences here. The Australian man who's used the travel bubble to get round his country's rules about going overseas, as you heard a little earlier from Steve, uh, is a kind of a ban on people leaving Australia. Uh, there are exceptions. The man wanted to go back to Russia, says he's got a job and a girlfriend there. Aussies need permission or an exemption to get out of the country. He could have done it... But left it a bit too late to apply and then when he did, well, he was turned down. So when the bubble began a week ago, he saw a loophole, flew here and then boom, gone, Russia via Istanbul. So should we be taking any steps uh, to stop this? Are there consequences for New Zealand or is this the Aussies' problem and something we don't even need to care about? Alexander Gillespie is law professor at the University of Waikato. Good morning. Good morning, Tim. Is it our problem or is this an Australian issue?
1: It's largely an Australian issue. I mean, you got to go back to some first principles here. And the first principle is, is that every country controls its own border. We make um, rules around it in times of pandemic so that people can travel in or out. But right now, everything is upside down because of COVID. And so this means a lot of countries have now got very strict restrictions over who can come in and who can go out. New Zealand's at the front of that list and we've got some of the strictest restrictions in the world. But because we've now got the bubble, it may be that some other countries like Australia, not being the first instance, might try to, to get around a few loopholes.
0: The situation with us leaving the country, though, is not quite as strict as it is with Australians, as I understand it.
1: No, that, that's right. But the hard part isn't actually about the law. The hard part's about the reality and the practice actually getting out of the country. Yes. And so if yes. you can get out, it's up to you. But it's up to the other countries to let you in or out. It's not up to us to actually regulate where you go. We don't, we don't take that approach.
0: No, although the Australians have taken that approach, haven't they? And they've um, yeah. you know, gone gone a little bit further. Should our government have gone further? For example, should we have been saying, uh, look, you're not going to India now?
1: I, I, I don't think so. I think we should let people go, but we don't have to let them back in. I think it's more sensible to let people be adults and make their choices. But it's up to us to say, that risk's on you. But now you know, you want to come back, you're in a line, and it's a very long line. Yeah. I think otherwise you, you, you end up creating a situation where you're at Oogstam oh, you almost.
0: Yeah, could we, though? If, if, if we reach the thing... We're, we're looking at 349,000 new infections in India, so in the past week, another million. In the past couple of days, another million people there have got it. People dying. To, an awful situation there. For our own protection, should we not be letting people go?
1: We in we've got complete control over our borders, our bottom line is if we want to do that. But I don't think it's necessary. I right? like I say, I think what you just need to say is like if you go, that's on you, but you're not coming back. But you know, other countries like Australia are now taking a different approach and saying you they're more paternalistic in a way that, you know, you, you can go and, and then we'll see what's gonna happen. But right now the way things are emerging and they're changing very quickly the chances of being stuck in some of these countries are, are growing by the day. And even in New Zealand, like you probably saw the restriction last week, it, it's not only, you can only come back now if you're a citizen. If you're a permanent resident, you, you're on the wait list. And so the chances of anyone else outside that coming back is near zero from India.
0: How can the Australians get away with telling their citizens where they can and can't go? It's, it's their
1: right to control their borders and control. I mean, like you, you've got a bill of rights, or you've got a collection of rights. And you've got freedom of speech, you've got freedom of assembly, you've got a freedom of travel, and all of these are prima facie rights that exist in times of normality. But in times of emergency, all of these can be restricted as is reasonable and proportionate. And the Australians will now be saying it's not reasonable or safe to let our citizens go to some of these other countries. Although the one I understand they're talking about is the the Russian example. And So there, it seems that the Australians have just gone further than we have. Whether it will do them any good, I don't know. But the size of the loophole will be interesting to watch, whether people start trying to use New Zealand as a conduit to other parts of the world.
0: Should we do anything to stop that? Uh, I, My concern here would be to make
1: sure if anyone comes to New Zealand that they're here for a legitimate purpose, and they're, if they're going to be taking up valuable resources like MIQ or, or travel space, that the Kiwis have the priority. If there's additional space after that then and they pay for what they're doing, I don't mm. think there's any need for us to stop them.
0: There is a, a move amongst people, uh, or a mood, let me put it that way, uh, that suggests, look, if people want to come back, they should be pre-paying for yeah. MIQ. Would would we legally be able to get away with that?
1: Uh, I think you're at a point where it's going to get close because you, there's no right to free MIQ, and so people have to... You can't just sort of come in and say, "Give it to me." And so, whether we pay it in advance or whether we pay it at the gate when they when they leave, it's up to us. It's so far, New Zealand's been strict but fair. But if people continue to abuse the system, then there's a, a reasonable basis to sort of like saying, "Let's try to revisit these rules."
0: Appreciate your time this morning, Alexander Gillespie, law professor at the University of Waikato.